Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. Over the course of this episode, you're going to find out the results of the Your English Podcast competition, which I launched this summer. In case you've forgotten the details or you've been living under a rock for the last two months, here's first of all a recap of what has happened so far in the competition. I launched it in August as a way of celebrating the fifth birthday and 200 episodes of Luke's English Podcast. I thought to myself, hey, it's time for another competition. So I did a bit of planning and scheming and then came up with the idea of Your English Podcast, which I launched in episode 200. I invited listeners to send me up to five minutes of audio as if they were recording a portion of their own English podcast. I had no idea how many people would enter, but in the end, I got about 80 recordings. And then I realized, oh my goodness, that's about eight hours of podcast time. What am I going to do? In the end... I just broadcast them all in a mini-series entitled Your English Podcast. If you've managed to listen to them all, then you will have heard people from around the world telling us about themselves. There was a range of different voices from different parts of the globe. And personally, I found it quite inspiring and even touching to listen to. Admittedly, it was quite a long series and you may have struggled to keep up with it all. In fact, you might have just skipped them all entirely. That's your choice. It is a free country, depending on which country you're in. But when it comes to Luke's English Podcast, you are free to do whatever you want. And that includes skipping over the Your English Podcast episodes if you choose to. Although I hope that you didn't do that, because I think that there's plenty of value in hearing non-native speakers speaking English from time to time. And anyway, it was an international celebration. So after uploading all the competition entries, my website exploded, not literally, but it exploded with comments and votes, which suggests to me that the competition was a bit of a hit with most people. Voting ended at the end of last month, leaving me with a bit of counting to do, and I've done that now, so it's time to publish the results, and that's what you're going to get in this episode. You're going to hear the winners of each group, the number of votes cast, and the overall winner of the competition... So let's get started. Right, so the first thing that I would like to say at this point is that everyone's a winner, okay? Everyone's a winner, baby, that's the Okay, so everyone's a winner. Uh, I know this is a competition, and therefore there have to be winners and losers, but for me it's a bit like cricket, okay? It's not the winning, it's the taking part, and I think that everyone took part magnificently. Um, I'm very proud of you. Well done for plucking up the courage to enter this if you did send me a recording. I'm really impressed by everyone, and it's actually very touching 
as I said, to hear from you all. It brings home to me the fact that there are loads of actual human beings out there listening to my words, engaging with my episodes, and actually learning things too. So I'm really impressed. And I'm also really impressed by the number of votes cast. What was the total number of votes cast? Well, according to my counting, there were 666 votes. 666. Woo, that's the number of the devil. It means nothing. Okay, that's absolutely uh, irrelevant. Uh, but anyway, 666 votes is um, a, a high number. That's that's an average of about 85 votes per episode. It's a lot. Certainly, my mobile phone was just going crazy uh, during the month of September with, with um, notifications all the time, morning, noon, uh, mid-afternoon, early evening, evening, late evening, late early, late evening, night time, uh, all all the time. My phone was buzzing and uh, making noises every time someone voted. Um, so um, let me now then just get straight down to it and give you the results for each group. So you'll remember that there were eight episodes. Um, So what I'm going to do now is go through each episode and tell you the results, basically the number of votes cast and um, the kind of order of of entries, okay? So let's begin with episode number one, okay? So starting in ninth place was Arturo from Mexico and Ashish from India, who, um, who both got zero votes. I'm sorry, guys, but, you know, chin up. Don't let it get you down. Then in seventh place, we had Artur from Kazakhstan and Alexis from the Canary Islands, who both got one vote. Sixth place, we have Adam from Poland with four votes. Fifth place was, was Bella from Russia with five votes. Fourth place was Bruno from Brazil with ten votes. In third place, Alexander from Russia, who received 21 votes. Then in second place, Anna from Ukraine, who got 24 votes. But in first place, and it was quite tight, it was quite close between first and second place, but in first place was Aritz from Spain, who received 26 votes. Congratulations to you, Aritz. You're the winner of Group 1. Now, um, if anyone out there would like to hear Aritz's recording again, you can. Um, you just go to the page for this episode. I, I understand that this is episode 223. So if you, if you find episode 223 on teacherluke.co.uk, I've embedded uh, the recordings of each winner from each group. So you can go there and listen again if you would like to do that. Um, let's move on to episode two. So, in ninth place, we have Dega from Mexico and Elisa from Finland. Um, And you both got zero votes each, I'm afraid. No worries, Dega. Okay, don't let it get you down. And Elisa, she wasn't even taking part in the competition anyway, so no hard feelings there. Uh, Seventh place, we have Dimitri from Russia and Charlie from Sri Lanka, who both got one vote. In sixth place, Daniel from Poland with two votes. In fifth place, Chris from Mexico, who got three votes. In third place, um, in joint third place, Daniele from Italy and Darmendra from India, who both got five votes. Then in second place, we have Edgar from Brazil with six votes. And then in first place, and it's an absolute landslide victory in group two here. In first place, we have Edgar from Mexico, who received a grand total of 100 votes. Uh, he won by a massive majority, so congratulations, Edgar from Mexico. Um, 
Again, you can check out his recording. It's just there on episode 223 on teacherluke.co.uk if you want to listen to it again. Well done, Edgar. Good job. Congratulations, sir. Um, Now, um, let's move on to episode three. By the way, you might be thinking... What's what's going on with the with the numbers of the places? You went ninth place, then seventh place. Yes, the reason for that is that. Um, so let, if I go through episode two again, we've got first place Edgar, second place Edgar from Brazil, third place was two people, Daniele from Italy and Darmendra from India. That means fourth place disappears because we've had two people in third place. So fourth place disappears. We have then fifth place Chris from Mexico, sixth place. Daniel from Poland. And then in seventh place, again, we had two people, Dimitri from Russia and Charlie from Sri Lanka, which means that eighth place disappears and we go straight to ninth place. Okay, so if you were wondering what happened to eighth place and what happened to fourth place, I've just explained it for you. Okay, moving on to episode three. Um, In eighth place, we have Enrique from Spain, Gerald from France and Belgium, and Gudu from Ethiopia, who, who, all of whom... uh, received no votes. I'm sorry, guys. Commiserations. Uh, Chin up. Better luck next time. Uh, In sixth place, we have Evgeny from Russia and Gabriella from Italy, who got one vote each. Fifth place, uh, Gabriella from Brazil, who got five votes. In fourth place, Eugenia from Romania, with seven votes. In third place, Gabor from Hungary, the bus driver, with nine votes. Uh, in second place, we had Guillaume from Switzerland, with ten votes. But then in first place, in, in episode three, we have a winner, and that is Giovanni from Italy, with 33 votes. Congratulations, sir. Well done to you. So we've already got three winners from three groups and we now move on to episode four. Uh, In 10th place, we have Irul from Indonesia who unfortunately didn't get any votes, but I still think you're awesome, Irul, okay? In 8th place, we have Harvey from Colombia and Heidi from India who got one vote each. In 6th place, we have Heen from Vietnam and Irina from Russia. You got three votes each. In 4th place, Hiroshi from Japan and Ivan from Russia who got four votes each as well. 3rd uh, place, Ivan from Indonesia with his funny episode. He got 20 votes, but it was quite tight in, um, in episode 4. Uh, second place, Hamid from Pakistan, who just edged out Ivan there. He got 26 votes compared to Ivan's 20 votes. And then in first place, in episode four, we have our winner, and that is Javier from Spain and his family, uh, who received 35 votes. So well done, Javier, and well done, Javier's kids as well. Um, Episode 5. Let's move on to episode 5. In 10th place, we have Jiang from China, who got zero votes. Sorry, mate. Better luck next time. Don't let it get you down. In 9th place, we have June from Korea, who got two votes. 7th place, Jose from Chile and Chrissy from Germany, who got three votes each. In 6th place, Luciana from Brazil, who got four votes. 5th place is Klenison from Brazil with five votes. In 4th place, we have Constantine from Russia, who got seven votes. In 3rd place, Lulu from Taiwan with eight votes. Then in 2nd place, we have Ksenia from Russia with 11 votes. But in 1st place in episode 5, we have our winner, and that is Kevser from Turkey, who got 32 votes. Well done, Kevser. You smashed it. So that is episode five. 
In episode six, here are here are the results. Okay, in ninth place we have Olga from Russia and Pavel from Russia, who only got well, you got no votes. Sorry, guys, don't let it bring you down. Um, in eighth place we have Morella from Italy, who got one vote. Then in sixth place, Mario from Italy and Nacho from Spain, who got three votes each. Then in fifth place, we have Magda from Poland with four votes. Then fourth place, Pedro from Peru with eight votes. Then in third place, Nikolai from Russia with 13 votes. In second place, um, it was um, Alexander from the Ukraine and Denmark with 21 votes. But then in first place in group six, we have our winner, and that is Max from Italy, who got 38 votes. Congratulations, Max. Give yourself a pat on the back. Well done, sir. Moving on to episode seven. And in ninth place, we have Poom from Thailand and Shaima from Egypt, who got zero votes. Sorry, guys, but better luck next time. I still think you're awesome. You're still brilliant. In eighth place, uh, Terry from Hong Kong, who got one vote. Sixth place, Thomas from Germany with two votes. Fifth place, Renato from Brazil with four votes. Fourth place, Ventakesh from India, who got five votes. Then in third place is Sergei from Russia with seven votes. Second place was Sasha from Russia with 26 votes, but our clear winner in first place in Group 7, and that is Phil from Italy with 42 votes. It's a bit of a runaway victory there. Quite a clear margin between first and second place. Well done, Phil. So that brings us to the final episode or the final group, um, which only contained five people. That's just the way that it turned out. So in fifth place in episode eight, we have Yuri from Brazil, who got three votes. Fourth place was Wilkson from Brazil with four votes. Then in third place, Yaron from Israel, who got six votes. Second place is Yayang from Indonesia, who got 12 votes. But by a very narrow margin, in first place, we have Yannick from Switzerland, who got 13 votes. Congratulations, Yannick. Well done. Um, And that basically... That should tell you pretty much everything you need to know. Oh, yeah, let's not forget about Zdenek from the Czech Republic, who wasn't competing, and Alex from Russia, who got two votes, but I'm afraid he was too late. Still, people, a couple of people voted for you, Alex. Um, so, in total, let's have a look at the winners group. Um, from eighth place until first place, this will give you an idea of the overall winners and how they stand compared to each other. In eighth place in the winners group, um, we have Yannick from Switzerland who got 13 votes. Then in seventh place was Aritz from Spain who got 26 votes. In sixth place, we have Kevser from Turkey with 32 votes. Fifth place was Giovanni from Italy with 33 votes. Fourth place, Javier from Spain with 35 votes. In third place, Max from Italy who got 38 votes. In second place, Phil from Italy with 42 votes. But in first place, it's Edgar from Mexico who got an incredible 100 votes. Well done, well done, Edgar from Mexico. You're the grand uh, winner of the Your English Podcast competition 2014. You got 100 votes. It's amazing. So there you go. There's a round of applause, Edgar. Well done. Listen to all the lepers out there in the world clapping, showing you a bit of love. Congratulations. That is actually for 
Uh, I'm going to play that again because I, I would like to just um, extend a, a, a warm round of applause to everyone who took part, in fact. Here we go. Congratulations. Well done. Well done to Edgar, Phil, Max, Javier, Giovanni, Kevsa, Aritz and Yannick. Well done, guys. You're the winners. But the, uh, the main prize goes to Edgar from Mexico. Well done, sir. So what is the next step, you might be asking yourselves? What's the next step? Well, I've been sort of scratching my head trying to work out what to do next, okay? And um, what I think I'm going to do is is this. Now, this is Luke's English podcast. That means that I get to decide what happens, all right? Even if I tell you one thing now, uh, I might even change the rules later on. But this is what, this is the sort of... Um, the plan, okay? This is the basic plan. So what I'm going to do is, um, I remember at the beginning, I said that the prize would be that um, the winner would, would get to be interviewed by me on Luke's English Podcast via Skype. Well, what I'm going to do is speak to the winner. That's Edgar. Okay, Edgar. Hello. Um, I'm going to talk to you for up to 30 minutes, okay, via Skype, and the result will be put onto the podcast. So up to 30 minutes. But I'd like to also talk to the runners-up. That means the winners from each group. And I'm going to give you 10 minutes each, okay? I hope you I hope you find that okay. Now, you might be thinking, only 10 minutes? Well, sorry, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. That's just the way it goes, all right? But I'm going to talk to you all for 10 minutes, okay? And Edgar, I'll talk to you for 30 minutes. So Yannick, Aritz, Kevsa, Giovanni, Javier, Max, and Phil, I will uh, contact you by email, in order to arrange a time for our Skype conversation, which I will record, okay? Don't worry, I'm not going to start recording from the beginning of the conversation. I'll talk to you a little bit. We'll talk about what we're going to talk about, okay? And then I'll, and then I'll press record and we'll, we'll record it. And then it'll be on the podcast. Um, so, uh, Edgar, same thing for you, but it's going to be longer because you're the overall winner. So, um, I'm going to talk to you for 30 minutes. All right. So winners, I'll contact you by email to arrange a time for our conversation. And then eventually when I've recorded all the conversations, I will publish them in a couple of episodes. Okay. Um, it'll probably be two or three episodes, uh, with, uh, conversations with the Your English Podcast winners. So winners, Check your inboxes and start thinking about things that you might like to say to the people of the world, okay? Um, I'll be in touch with you by email and there's several ways that we could do this. Either I could just interview you, I can ask you questions, you can feel free to ask me questions if you want to um, and uh, we'll work out uh, the way that we uh, should do it, the best way that we'll do it, okay? We'll work it out. Um, Listeners listeners to the podcast, um, feel free to write questions in the comments section to this episode. Please do write some questions. If you'd like to ask um, any of the winners any specific questions, write your comments underneath this episode. I will be glad to ask your questions to our winners. It will be nice to have a selection of questions from um, the listeners. And so, yes, do write your questions in the comments section, and then I will be able to kind of choose them uh, and uh, ask our winners those questions. Remember, everyone, it's not really about winning or losing because, in my opinion, everyone's a winner. Okay. Now, um, my dad actually listened to the competition episodes and he was quite moved by it. And in fact, I'm quite proud because he sent me this email. So I'm just going to read you part of the email that my dad sent to me. Now, you know, uh, it's, it's usually quite. Um, 
it's quite a meaningful moment or it's quite nice to get some sense of um, validation from your dad, you know? Um, when your dad listens to something that you've done or when your dad sees something that you've done and he's impressed by it, normally it makes you feel pretty pretty good about yourself, doesn't it? So this is the message that my dad sent me after he listened to that uh, mini-series, okay? He said to me, Dear Luke... I have just spent the past hour listening to your latest episode of Your English Podcast featuring contributions from listeners from Brazil, Switzerland, Russia, Indonesia, etc. It is truly incredible that you've created this international community. Yes, it's a fan club, but it's more than that. The listeners clearly use it as an English learning resource and the idea of entertaining while educating works well. But it's also an international society where peace and understanding is a theme. I think your podcasts five years on are really terrific and I hope that your two jobs and everything else will not prevent you from keeping the service going. Well done, you, Dad. So that's nice, isn't it? It's always nice to get some validation from your old man. So that's lovely. I thought I'd share that with you because it kind of made me feel quite good about myself. Um, so possible controversy. Let me mention that. There might be a little bit of controversy following the... Resi- uh, let me start that again. Okay, there might be a little bit of controversy or controversy, depending on how you want to say it. There might be a bit of controversy following the release of these results, okay? There normally is a little bit of disagreement related to this kind of thing, and it's to be expected, I suppose. Here are some of the things that I might uh, hear from. No, here are some of the things that I might hear. Okay, I expect that some of these issues might arise. So someone might demand a recount. There might be someone out there going, I demand a recount. Um, If you believe that I've miscounted the votes, well, then feel free to count all the votes again if you've got the time. Because it did take me quite a long time. You know, I had to go through all of the comments and count all the votes and make a note of them all, summarise them all and and work it all out. So if you think that I've miscounted, then please feel free to count all the votes again yourselves if you've got the time. Then you can leave me a message with an appeal, an appeal for a recount. It might be possible that I've miscounted by one vote here or there. Um, Hopefully that won't really make much difference to the final results. But if you really believe that I've miscounted, then please, you know, let me know. Uh, But it will mean that I'll have to recount them again, won't it? Um, So if you'd like to appeal and demand a recount, go ahead. Uh, But I will take any controversy with a pinch of salt, to be honest with you. Okay, in other news, let me... Okay, I'm going to move on now to talk about other news. But that's it, basically. That's it for the results of the competition. Okay, there it is. Boom. Big news. We know the competition winners. Let me now move on to talk about other news. Okay, so the academic year has just started again, and I do have a very busy schedule. That's right. I say schedule, not schedule. Okay, have I been through this before? I expect so. Schedule is the British way of saying it. Therefore, it's the correct way. No, I'm just joking. I don't really... I don't really have that kind of snobbish attitude. But anyway, schedule is the way it's said in the UK. Although more and more people are saying schedule. Um, And schedule is the way that they say it in the USA. So I say schedule, okay? If you were wondering, 
you know, if you were thinking, what's that? What did he just say? Yes, I said schedule, deal with it. Um, So the academic year has started again, and I have um, a very busy schedule. So you know, don't you, that I work at a university. I teach um, at a university. I also teach at the British Council now because they gave me a job. Um, So in fact, it's going to be a very busy year. And really, even while I record this, I should be planning my classes. I should be um, working out my lesson plans. I should be writing out my procedures for all my classes. I'm not actually doing that right now, but I probably should be. Um, some things are a bit different this year. At the British Council, I've got kids' classes. I'm teaching children. And I'm a bit stressed out by this. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be stressed out, but I just keep remembering my stressful experiences of teaching children in Japan. But that was over 10 years ago at the beginning of my career. And nowadays, you know, I've, I've got a lot more experience under my belt. So I should, be, um, I should be more confident. But if any of you out there are teachers, then you'll know that the sense of nerves, the sense of anxiety that you experience before you start teaching before a course begins or even just before an individual lesson starts there's there's always a sense of anxiety there the nerves of like oh i hope it's going to be all right i hope that they i hope that they don't i hope that i don't have a kind of mutiny in the classroom that's always the worst uh, fear that you have that there's going to be some kind of mutiny um it's always it's it's never as bad as you imagine it could be but anyway i'm feeling a little bit stressed out because i've got to teach children um this and, and and this may affect the frequency with which I can upload episodes, okay? Because I'm teaching a lot of classes at the university. I'm going to have something in the region of 250 students again. And when exam time rolls around, I'm going to give them all... Um, I have to write their exam, and then I obviously have to mark all their exams. And just like last year, the exam is in three parts. There's a writing section, there's a reading section, and a grammar section. The writing section involves them having to write... 300 word essays. So I'm going to have 250 300 word essays to mark and I have to mark them quite carefully. So that's a that's going to be a huge workload. Um, that's going to be fun, isn't it? Um, but I I've got the university classes, also the British Council classes which involve some kids groups and stuff like that. So I've got um, I've got a lot of work on. Um, and this might affect the frequency with which I can upload episodes, which is a bit frustrating because, you know, of course, I have loads of ideas up my sleeve and I certainly don't plan on stopping. No way. Um, But if I go a little bit quiet, then you'll know why. Okay, I'm just dealing with a workload. And oh, yeah, also, I've got a wedding to prepare in July as well. That's right. I'm getting married in July. That's not news you already know that. If you've been paying attention, then I've already said that a couple of times. Yes, I know what you're saying at this point. Congratulations, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, So I've got a wedding coming up. I've got a wedding. I've got the wedding. I've got my wedding coming up in July. And, you know, that usually takes a little bit of preparation, doesn't it? So it's going to be a busy year. It's going to be a busy year. Um, don't worry. I, I don't think it's going to affect Luke's English podcast long term. It just means that I might not be able to upload episodes, uh, with the same frequency that I uploaded during the summer. 
This summer was a very fruitful period for Luke's English Podcast, and I uploaded loads of episodes um, during June, July, and August. Um, so the the frequency is going to drop a little bit, but I think that's probably good for 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 you really because it takes a. It, it, I, I know for a fact that some of my listeners are struggling to keep up with the output. Um, I also know that other listeners are out there going, "I need more." I got a comment when what uh, what was the comment I got earlier today on the website? Someone was talking about being desperate for more episodes of the podcast. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Okay, I've got uh, a podcast, uh, I got a comment on the website from someone called Quinchi, I think that's how it's said, and um, the comment goes, I did exactly what you're doing last, you're doing now last year. Uh, I think that's a reply to someone. Anyway, it says, I couldn't stand waiting a whole week to listen to another episode of Luke's English Podcast. I gave up and now I listen to each one five times, depending on how useful and interesting it is. Um, I suggest that you do that too. Otherwise, you'll never be able to listen to all the 200 plus episodes. You will always fall behind. And trust me, you don't want that. Uh, I don't really understand that. Um, one thing I got from that comment was that I get uh, that uh, Chi, you listen to episodes up to five times each, um, and um, that's your way of like you know um, fulfilling your need for more podcast stuff. So a lot of listeners are out there actually listening to episodes more than once. And I have said before that's a good idea because it means that um, you you start picking up phrases. Um, you start to remember specific content when you listen to it again and again and again. You kind of um, you you encounter phrases or things that I've said um, several times, and it starts to stick in your mind a little bit better. You might find that you remember certain turns of phrase or certain sentences, or even just the rhythm with which I say certain things. Um, so there you go. That's a bit of news about my schedule, um, just to say that it's going to be a busy year, okay? But I'll still be uploading podcasts, and I've got loads of ideas. I've got loads of ideas up my sleeve. In fact, I've got a number of episodes already recorded, uh, and I'll be uploading them regularly, at least once a week. That's the plan, okay? Um, other news, I got bitten by a mosquito for two nights running. No, three nights running, I got bitten by a mosquito. There. I think it's gone now because I wasn't bitten last night. But for three nights in a row, I got bitten by a bloody mosquito. And it, it just hid somewhere in the room. Now, normally, I'm a very good mosquito hunter. Normally, when there's a mosquito in the room, I will jump out of bed, turn on the light, and I go into mosquito hunting mode. And, you know, I scan the walls. Scan the walls. Where's the Where's the mosquito? Scan, 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 scan until I locate it. And then the key then is to move very slowly. And you move very, very slowly towards the mosquito. Don't spook it. Don't alert it to your presence. You move at a, like a sloth. You know that kind of animal that's really slow. Um, I move towards the mosquito like a, a ninja sloth until my hand is probably about a foot away from it. And then then you have to become super quick at that point. You have to become like a snake or something. Pow! Pow! You get the mosquito with your palm of your hand. There's no room for doubt. 
no room for hesitancy when you're assassinating a mosquito. You've got to just pow, hit it with 100% um, 100% uh, sureness. You've got to be completely sure, 100% certainty. Slam your the palm of your hand down on that mosquito and put it out of action. Yeah, all right. That's what I normally do. But for some reason, this particular mosquito was hiding in a secret location. I couldn't find it. And what would happen was I'd get up in the middle of the night. You know, my girlfriend was like, get it, Luke, get it, get the mosquito. And so I'd go into hunting mode, but I couldn't find it. So we were forced to like switch off the light and go back to bed again. And then, of course, within 15 minutes, you know what was happening? That's right. I was getting this, which is the worst thing in the world. I hate that. And it's like, it's the mosquito's back. Um, and so I jump out of bed, turn on the light again. It's disappeared. Was this some kind of ghost mosquito, like a ninja mosquito? It bit me three nights in a row. This happened three nights in a row. So now I've got bites on my on my elbows. It, for some reason, it focused on the elbows. Why? I suppose it's because that's where the skin is kind of, you know, easier to bite. But it got me on my elbows. It got me on my biceps. I got a, a bite on the left bicep and a bite on the right bicep. Exactly the same spot on both biceps. What kind of meticulous mosquito was this? It bit me on the finger, this mosquito. It got me on the on the knuckle of my left hand, mid finger. Bit me on the knuckle. What kind of mosquito bites a man on the finger? Seriously. Just go for the arm, at least, but not the finger. That's a really annoying place to be bitten. I also got bitten on, the, on my back. So... All week at the university, I was like the scratching teacher. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, hi, I'm your new teacher, and I keep scratching. It must have been a bit weird. I wonder what they thought. I don't, to be honest, I don't think they noticed. I think they were too busy trying to understand what I was saying. Um, but uh, if any of them were particularly observant, they would have noticed me scratching. <laughs> Uh, try not to scratch a mosquito bite, okay? I've been bitten lots of times by mosquitoes, as you may have been as well in your life. And the key thing, the absolutely key thing about mosquito bites is that you must not scratch them, okay? As soon as it's happened, from the very first moment that you realise you've been bitten, you've got to be strong-minded. You've got to be tolerant. Do not scratch the bite. Why? Because whenever you scratch a mosquito bite, you're rubbing the, like, the the bad, I don't know what it is that they put into you. It's a sort of, uh, I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to call it mosquito saliva, okay? When a mosquito bites you, it injects some stuff into you, which allows the blood to move more easily, because they, you know, they want to drink some of your blood because your blood is so damn tasty, okay? Especially my blood. My blood is so good that clearly mosquitoes come up with clever strategies for drinking it, you know? I, I, I think that I am single-handedly helping mosquitoes to evolve because the ones that survive are the clever ones, the ones that find hiding places. So I'm helping mosquitoes to evolve here. Sorry about that. 
Anyway, when a mosquito bites you, it injects a kind of, I don't know, is it a blood thinner? Something which allows it to draw the blood out of you more easily, okay? And that stuff, that whatever it is, that saliva stuff that they put into you is the stuff that itches you. That's what creates the itch. And when you scratch the bite, you're pushing that stuff further into your skin, you know, um, and making it worse. You're making it itch more. So you've got to be really tolerant. Don't scratch a mosquito bite, especially at the beginning, because it just makes it worse. So you've got to be kind of, you know, like a a sort of um, Zen Buddhist master and just be completely in control of your mind. Don't scratch it, okay? I know that's easier said than done, but there you go. That's my... um, that's my bit of advice. In other news, the weather has gone crap. Okay? I know that in Game of Thrones they say winter is coming. Well, I think winter has come. That's it. It's October has begun and the weather just went basically. So it's grey, it's cold, it's wet, it's windy. Um, That's it. Winter has started. Um, It's technically autumn, but it feels like winter. Um, so that's it. Everyone's miserable. Walking around town, everyone's kind of grim-faced. People are complaining about the weather. Oh, it's so cold. Oh, it's raining all the time. Yep, get used to it. It's going to be like this for about six months. The key to that, just you've got to stay positive, haven't you? Drink tea, eat cake, read books, wrap up nice and warm. Wear a scarf, wear wear some nice woolen socks, wrap up nice and warm, sit in a warm room, put on some nice music, make yourself a cup of tea, eat a biscuit, and uh, and read a book. That's lovely, isn't it? Mm. In a way, I quite like winter. Because in the summer, I'm I'm just always a bit too hot. I'm sweating and a bit uncomfortable. Oh, oh, it's so hot. I'm so thirsty. I'm dehydrated. I can't sleep properly because it's too hot. You have to leave the windows open and all the noise from outside, you know, comes in. Mosquitoes are flying into your bedroom at night. No, winter is good because it's it's cosy, okay? And also, there are no mosquitoes. In, In fact, that's probably why I wasn't bitten last night because now the weather's cold. The mosquito's just gone, oh, I can't take it anymore. What happens to all the mosquitoes when it gets cold? Do they just die? I don't think they die. I think they just sort of go into hibernation or something. They probably just find a little place and fall asleep. Is that is that what happens? If there if there are if there are any biologists or insect experts out there, leave a comment. Tell me what happens to all the mosquitoes in the winter. They don't migrate. And that's ridiculous. They can't migrate. They're too small. They wouldn't fly to warmer places. I don't think that's what happens. I think I think maybe they just die and they leave their eggs and the eggs kind of stay somewhere during the cold periods and then when it gets warm again, the eggs hatch. Is that what happens? Anyway, it doesn't really matter. The fact is that when it gets cold, the mosquitoes go away, which is good, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, more news. Um, Audio Boo, you know that that's, my, that's the host for my episodes. Well, Audioboo has changed its name and it's rebranded. It's become Audioboom with an M on the end. Audioboom. And as far as I can see, that's, it's just an image makeover. They've given themselves a new logo. They've changed the name to Audioboom. 
Um, but the actual service is pretty much the same with a few small improvements. They have a new app on the App Store. At the moment, I think the app is just for the iPhone. Um, but it's coming out for Android as well soon, I think. It looks like the app is much better than it was before. I haven't used it much, but anyway, it looks like the Audio Boom app is quite a useful way of finding audio content uh, on Audio Boom and listening to it. Um, so from now on, it's not Audio Boo anymore, it's Audio Boom. I think it's cooler. I think Audio Boom, Audio Boom, it sounds better than Audio Boo. Because boo is what you say when you want to give someone a, a, a shock. Boo! You know, like a ghost would say boo to you. Would it? Have ghosts... Uh, uh, is that what ghosts really do? In sort of cartoons and stuff, ghosts go boo! Uh, oh, ghost. But in reality, not that ghosts exist, or maybe they do, I don't know. But in reality, whenever anyone tells a story about a ghost sighting, you know, whenever they end up on one of those, like, documentaries, those stupid um, documentaries that you see online, like, usually produced in America, you know, kind of like, here are the tales of the most haunted houses in America, you know, those kinds of things. And it's like, you know, uh, Don, uh, Don uh, Saunders was uh, in the kitchen on a normal Sunday afternoon until one day, you know, some stuff happened. Um, you know, yeah, I was just sitting in the kitchen and, uh, suddenly, uh, the room, uh, vibrated. I don't know. I don't know what kind of ghost thing. I'm going to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. You know, those American documentaries about ghost sightings. Well, my point is that in those American documentaries about ghost sightings or in any other account of a ghost sighting, they never say that the ghost just went boo. That's not what happens. Well, yeah, I was. My name's uh, Simon Fisher, and I work on the London. I work on the London Underground Network. I work on the Northern Line, which is um, considered to be one of the most haunted parts of the uh, Underground Network. I'm from the southwest of England, but for some reason, I work on the Northern Line. Don't ask too many questions. Anyway, I was uh, walking through the network after it had closed one Friday night. And uh, I suddenly felt a great chill in the room, and all the lights dimmed, and I thought, hello, what's going on here? And suddenly a ghost popped out, and he went, boo! And I jumped out of my skin and ran upstairs to the office and told my boss, and they wouldn't believe me. No, it's ghosts never go boo, do they, in real life? No, they don't. Let's try and find um, a ghost, uh, ghost sightings documentary um, on YouTube. Okay. I've found Ghost Documentary History Channel, um, National Geographic, okay, National Geographic Paranormal Haunted Philadelphia History Channel HD Documentary. These sorts of things, you know, like the American documentaries, they're always the same kind of thing, you know, it's always sort of cliched stuff uh, with like too much editing that the, the the show's edited too quickly. They've got like a few bits of footage or maybe they've done a recreation of it and it's very unsatisfying to watch. They never really show you enough and instead it's always too much voiceover and it's just really annoying. You know what I mean? Let's have a listen to this. Philadelphia is perhaps the most historically significant city in the United States. Here in the cradle of the American Revolution, one can literally walk in the footsteps of men such as Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and George Washington.
But when one walks these hallowed streets, one also walks among the ghosts of Philadelphia. Okay, that actually sounds like quite a good uh, documentary. I might watch that. There's lots of handheld footage of old buildings. Ooh, like f- showing footage of statues and stuff. Close-up footage of a statue's face with some eerie music in the background. Um, it's always the same cliches. I, I need um, um, I need a more stupid um, ghost documentary. I need a really, really sort of really dumb American one. You know, um, let's see. Okay, give me a second. Okay, I found one that's pretty good. This one's called America's Scariest and Most Haunted Places. Let's have a listen to this. If you think haunted houses are scary, you won't believe what goes on underneath. First, our terrifying road trip takes us to Portland, Oregon. It is the remnants of a past that was so horrific. This is human, where human abuse at its worst took place. The most haunted part of this city is actually underground. Follow us down to the Shanghai Tunnels, the scariest subterranean labyrinth in America, if you dare. Shanghai Tunnels is a series of uh, underground networks, basements that interconnected to other basements through archways. Tunnels generally went under the streets, linking block to block or between buildings. The tunnels are endless, it seems. They're dark, they're dusty. Again, I quite like that. Uh, I'd quite like to watch that. Uh, it's still not so stupid enough. I want a really dumb American ghost documentary. I'm still... Here's a good one. This one's called The Gates of Hell. Hell. Does this eternal abyss of death, damnation, and evil really exist? Okay. This is a documentary about does hell really exist? Okay, that's interesting, and it's it's one and a half hours long, a one and a half hour long uh, uh, documentary on the History Channel about do does hell actually exist? Okay, all right, and that's fairly interesting. Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, okay, okay. Um, I want one more. I want I want the most stupid documentary ever. Okay, stupidest American documentary normally we say most stupid but i'm saying stupidest um mentary ever okay let's see stupid oh no this is a this is a i've just got lots of documentaries about how american people are stupid that's not what i was looking for oh okay you get the idea anyway ghost haunted haunted houses okay I'm going to find one more. Um, hmm. The scariest and most haunted places in the world. We've already listened to that one, haven't we? Yes, we have. Let's have a let's have a um, a British one. We'll see what the difference is. Um, okay. Let's see. Okay, I found one. It's called the most scary and haunted castles in England. Let's have a little listen to this. Do you believe in ghosts? I do. Ever since at the age of six, I ran panting downstairs and said there was a grey lady standing silent outside my bedroom door. So he's saying, do you believe in ghosts? I do. Ever since I ran panting downstairs, say there was a grey lady standing outside my bedroom door. There's a grey lady standing outside my bedroom door. Well, just because you said it doesn't mean it's true. Anyway, all right, let's see what he says. Ooh. 
I'm not alone. 40% of the English believe in ghosts. 40% of the English believe in ghosts. Where did you get that figure from? You just created that statistic. 40% of the English believe in ghosts. Yeah. And 40% of statistics are just made up on the spot. And one in seven people claims to have seen one. One in seven people claims to have seen one? Where on earth did you get these, these figures from, mate? Spirits continue to haunt us from the dim recesses of a darker history. Maybe it's true. Maybe one in seven people have claimed to have seen a ghost. But, I mean, one in seven people in which survey? They just picked seven people, probably like a focus group of seven people in a pub. And one of them was like, yeah, I saw a ghost last week. Yeah, um, stole all my money. Like, no, that wasn't a ghost. That You were just drunk and you forgot. Anyway, um, this is a huge um, tangent that we're, that we're on here. This came from the idea that uh, ghosts don't actually say boo. They, what do the ghosts say? They normally go, something like that, something really scary, like, join us. Okay, so audio boo has now become audio boom which sounds cooler. Okay, fine. Um, What else? What else? What else has been going on? I'm getting reports from some listeners in Russia that Luke's English podcast or teacherluke.co.uk is blocked in Russia. Um, Some people seem to be saying that it's blocked in Russia. And yet when I ask people on Facebook, is teacherluke.co.uk blocked in Russia? A lot of people say, no, it's fine. So I don't know what's going on. Some people in Russia seem not to be able to access my website. Other people can. Uh, Maybe it's the browser that you're using. Maybe it's the internet service provider that that gives you your internet connection. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but some people can get the website. Other people can't. If you can't get the website, apparently there is a way of getting around the problem, and that's by using a proxy server or something. Someone wrote a comment um, on Twitter, I think, saying uh, you can... You know, if the website has been blocked, you can use a proxy server, which gives you an an alternative IP address. Anyway, I'm sure that if you're clever enough to know what a proxy server is, then you're probably able to work it out for yourself. Um, also, there is a bit of an issue with my RSS feed. Um, the RSS, my RSS feed from Audio Boom has a limit of 200 items. And of course, I have more than 200 items on my RSS feed. So what's happened is that um, the the early episodes have disappeared from my RSS feed. Um, you can't get something like episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, or 7. Um, so that means on iTunes, for example, some of the early episodes do not show up, which is very annoying. If you're new to the podcast and you can't see the first few episodes of the podcast on your RSS feed or in your iTunes, um, uh, in your iTunes what in your iTunes feed, then um, they are available. They are still available. Go to teacherluke.co.uk unless it's been blocked by Vladimir Putin. Go to teacherluke.co.uk and you can click on the the button that says um, or I think it says archive all episodes, all episodes. Yes, all episodes archive. Click on that and you'll see a list of all of the episodes and you can listen to them and download them there. Okay. Um, 
Now, the podcast has been listened to over 2 million times since I moved to Audio Boom about 10 months ago. Remember that? 10 months ago, I released an episode saying I'm moving to Audio Boom. Well, um, since that date, the podcast has had 2 million downloads or 2 million listens, which seems to be an incredible number. It's unbelievable. But let's just have a look at that number a little bit more carefully, okay? Now, I have over 200 episodes on Audio Boom. Um, So, on average, that's about 10,000 listens or downloads per per episode. So, that's not really that many listens compared to some teachers on YouTube. Perhaps I should go on YouTube and I should be doing this on YouTube because... Um, there are lots of teachers, you know, English teachers on YouTube, and they get something like 30,000, 40,000 or more um, hits on their videos and stuff. Um, there is a large audience on YouTube, and, you know, people will just surf YouTube, and they'll search for learning English stuff, and they'll find it, and it, 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 uh, my videos would be recommended and stuff um, on YouTube. Um, so there is a huge audience there. Um And I do have some videos on YouTube, um, but why am I not on YouTube more? Well, let's see. First of all, this is an audio podcast. It's not a video one. Um, I've said before that I prefer audio, and at the moment, audio is more flexible for me. Um, And it's more flexible for you, because you can listen to it anywhere. You can even listen while you're doing something else. Um, It's very convenient for you to download episodes. You just subscribe to it on iTunes or using some other podcast catching software or applications on your smartphone. Um, I also find that audio is, is quite intimate, and I feel that it's good for the brain in some way, because it allows you to kind of picture in your mind's eye what I'm explaining. You don't have to be captivated by visual stimulus. You don't have to actually sit and look at a video. You can just sort of do whatever you want and listen while you're doing it. Also, I love radio, and I feel that there is a certain kind of romance and intimacy in radio. So I like the medium. I like the medium of podcasting. Also, it's much easier and less time-consuming for me to make these audio podcasts. And so with my busy schedule audio really is the best way. For me to do videos, I mean, I could just have a video camera recording me, um, uh, recording my episodes and just upload the videos of me doing episodes of Luke's English Podcast. I've done it once before. But even that takes up way more of my time because I've got to set up all the video... I've got to set up the video camera, which admittedly is not much work. But then I've got to like recode the the video to make it um, small enough to upload in a in a convenient time. I then have to upload it onto YouTube. To be honest, it's I'm trying to cut down on my workload as much as is humanly possible, and so doing videos just takes up a lot of time. It also takes up a lot of my storage space on my hard drive and all these kinds of things. So at the moment, audio is a lot more more convenient. What I would like to do is actually go through all of my episodes of the podcast and pick out little chunks of audio, maybe like five minutes from this episode, 10 minutes from that episode, little highlights from episodes of Luke's English Podcast and put them up on YouTube. Um, Because I think there are some moments of genuine gold in the um, archives of Luke's English Podcast. And little five minute or 10 minute best bits, as it were, like funny moments or... um, interesting moments or moments where you learn something really good, um, 
and put them up on YouTube. I'm not inviting you, my listeners, to do that. I'm not inviting you to do that because I'd rather have control of it myself. But it's something that I'd like to do. Maybe that's a way that I could um, um, use YouTube um, and, you know, not have to do too much video editing of my my own. I could just upload some bits of audio on there. Anyway, I'm aware that YouTube is a, is a great way to get large audiences and 10,000 downloads uh, of my audio podcast uh, per episode isn't that much compared to what I could get on YouTube. I'm aware of that. Um, let's see. So for now, those YouTube teachers will get more views than me. But here I am, I'm still here, I'm rocking the airwaves and doing my thing on the podcast with my awesome clan of listeners, my lepers, and two million listens in a year is really rather a big deal for me. And as I've said before, I feel like this is just the beginning of what I can achieve and I intend to do more with this thing uh, that I've got going on here. I might not be able to do everything this year, but it's still it's still part of my ambition. I still want to do something bigger with Luke's English podcast. I've been saying that for five years, but I think that it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Okay. Going back to that 2 million listens statistic. The other thing that I don't know is how many of those are people who fully, who are fully engaged from the start to the end of each episode. I expect that there are lots of people who are subscribed to me on iTunes and their computer downloads the episodes automatically but they're not actually listening so those will still count as listens in my stats also some of those numbers will be people who listen a little bit before deciding that they don't want to listen anymore so i don't know how many of those two million listens are complete listens and how many of them are incomplete listens and how many of them are just automatic downloads i don't really know um, but anyway, those of you who do listen to every episode from start to finish, you know who you are. You're the lepers and you're an awesome gang of ninjas who abide by the code of Luke's English Podcast. To be honest, I don't know really what the code of Luke's English Podcast is because I've never written it down. I think it's some kind of unspoken secret code of principles based on the love of ice cream, learning English, stand-up comedy and dub reggae. It's probably something like that. Um, so one day maybe I'll, I'll write down the code of Luke's English podcast. I'll write it down on a scroll and I'll bury it in the ground somewhere. And then one day in the future, someone will dig up this scroll and they'll find this holy document and it'll become the basis of a new sort of post-apocalyptic religion. Who knows? Maybe that will happen. You can only hope, can't you? Um, another thing that I'd like to say is just this, that you can't please all the people all the time. Okay. By that, I mean that I'm aware that I'm always aware that I'm, I'm only pleasing some of my audience. You know what I mean? I, I know that I've got hardcore fans who just love everything and that's brilliant. You're the greatest, but I also know that in order to smash into like a, a, a huge audience, like a massive audience, that's quite difficult because that's where you have to start trying to please everyone. And I know that you can't please all the people all the time. So sometimes the only person I can please is myself. You know, I can only guarantee that I'm pleasing myself. And if I'm, if I only please myself, then I think I'm sort of in a, if I know that I'm pleasing myself, then I know that I'm, I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? 
It's, it's hard to explain. If I if I bend over backwards to please everyone else, then ultimately I'm just going to get all stressed out, and it's going to be difficult, and and uh, it'll it, it could make me unhappy. So although I'm aiming to hit a big audience, at the end of the day, I have to try and put my own well-being first. And I actually think that that can be quite a good way of guaranteeing quality. That if I try and please myself, then I'm adding some sense of quality control in there. And then I've got listeners who are similar, you know, they're on a similar wavelength to me and I'm pleasing them. Okay, I hope that's clear. It should be. Um, So as long as I'm happy doing this, then I'll have a sense that my audience can be happy with it too. That's what I mean. So thank you very much for taking part in this competition. If you voted or send me sent me some audio, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for your entries, for all your votes and for your support. Thank you in particular if you've recently donated to the podcast. Um, if you have done that, then you are personally keeping this podcast going because without donations, I can't justify doing it. Five years of my life have gone into this. It would be awful if I one day realise that the whole thing has been a waste of time and that, that I've neglected my career or other aspects of my life because I've thrown so much energy into Luke's English podcast. So do help to prevent that from happening. Do help to prevent me thinking that this has been a waste. Please prevent that from happening by offering a donation here and there, to just pay me back for my hard work. As a business model, that is the best that I can do right now, is just to rely on donations. If you don't want to donate or you can't, then no worries, that's fine. There's no obligation. But do consider where all of this stuff is coming from. A lot of the time, all of this stuff that you're getting for free, it's coming directly from the bottom of my heart. Okay, fine. That's enough of that. I would just like to say one more thing at the end of this episode. Please be excellent to each other and party on. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.